0: Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad and I be the best sport in the Welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags. With me as always is Dane here. We are live on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter channels post-Thanksgiving. So wishing all of you out there a happy Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a great one. I've got fireworks going on in the background, (laughs) if anybody can hear that. Uh, Some fireworks for Thanksgiving, apparently. Uh, Dane, but we are more importantly here to talk about the Packers against the Rams week 12 preview and a rematch of the uh, NFC divisional round from a year ago. So how are you doing and what are you looking forward to for this weekend?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, this is going to be a heck of a game. The Rams are a good team. This, If all things go well, I mean, this could be one of the determining factors of who gets home field advantage in the playoffs. The Rams are a heck of a football team. Very well coached, and um, they've got a lot of talent, I think, on both sides of the ball wag. So um, you know, big picture, broadly speaking, this is gonna be a tough matchup. I don't care if it's at home at Lambeau Field. It's a it's a it's a tough game. I can identify single matchups that I know we'll be talking about in detail here shortly, but um I'm I'm eager to get a bad taste out of my mouth after that Minnesota game. And uh what a test before the bye week. Packers versus Rams at Lambeau Field, it's going to be a heck of a game.
0: For sure, for sure. And, um, you know, there's a lot of similarities between the Packers and the Rams for the teams from a year ago, and there's a lot of changes, too. So uh, as we look into some of the offensive and defensive uh, breakdowns and key matchups, I think we'll be able to get into that. Uh, But uh, let's start a little bit with some news and notes. On the injury front, um So we've got a, a few guys listed as questionable. Um, so again, kind of like last week, some good and some bad. Um So, you know, one of the surprises is uh for me, Aaron Jones is questionable. He's practiced. And so he could play this week. I'm still not sure I expect him to actually be out there on Sunday. But uh Coach LaFleur in his press conference made it clear that uh, if any of these guys are feeling healthy enough and they're cleared and they're good to go, They're going to go out there. They're not going to be totally concerned about the fact that, hey, just because they've got a buy coming up, that they're going to be extra cautious. Now, does that mean that they still won't be extra cautious? I I don't know. I guess we'll probably have to wait and see. Uh, But, Dane, on the injury front, that's definitely good news, isn't it, that Aaron Jones, I know we knew it would be a short term injury but uh, I actually did not expect him to be back before the bye so the fact that he was out there practicing this week has got to be good news for the Packers it's
1: great news I would bet that he doesn't play on Sunday just gut feeling uh, even even though you know maybe he is good enough to go Uh, but I'll tell you what Wags great news especially after his reaction uh, when he first got hurt Uh, we were nervous. At least I was nervous that that could have been a season ending injury. So the fact that after a week, there's a possibility even that he could be able to go, he looks good in all the videos. I saw a lot of video from him on the Thanksgiving day practice and he looked really good. So um, really encouraging news on Aaron Jones. And I'll tell you what else I was encouraged by Wags, Rashawn Gary practicing. Uh, I think that that's huge news. And dare I say, maybe, um, more important than Aaron Jones for this week, at least, uh, to get another pass rusher against somebody like Matt Stafford. Uh, we were hoping Rashawn would be able to go last week. He wasn't able to. I thought the first half, of the Packers' defense, uh, you know, the, the pass rush was there at times. The second half you could tell they were gassed. They really needed another guy out there. Rashad Gary just adds that dynamic. He's good for quarterback pressures and a sack, it seems like, just about every darn week. So uh, tell me your impressions. you feel good about Rashad maybe going? Because I'm feeling a lot better this week with him going than I was last week.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure if there's any indication that he's uh, more likely to go this week. I, I would just think an extra week, uh, to rest and to heal would sure be helpful. Uh, and he practiced last week too, leading up to the game. So uh, I think they're looking at everything. Uh, it's not just about his ability to play through it. And it's, it's, you know, the mechanics of whether he can actually, uh, you know, be effective with all of that, uh, that arm brace on. And, and I've obviously, Um, He wouldn't be out there at practice if he didn't feel strong enough to do that. So I think that's probably what they're testing out. And uh, for whatever reason, whether one of those or both of those factors uh, was the biggest reason he was out last week, Uh, We don't know, but uh, it's still in play this week uh, that they're going to have to see how effective he can be with that brace just as well, just as much and playing through that injury just as much as it is his pain tolerance, because we know Rashawn Gary wants to be out there and playing. So I think if it's up to him, he would have been out there last Sunday. Uh, And uh, so we'll see. But it's definitely, I think, encouraging with something like that. uh, Again, uh, there was no structural damage. Uh, So I would think uh, the soreness would probably be, and any swelling he might have had. I I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the room with the medical staff. But he wouldn't even be out there practicing last week or this week if there was any... Concern uh, at all So uh, as far as the injury I think it's more just the effectiveness And, and how much he can play through um, With maybe some Limitation of motion that he might have Etc. So, um, but Dean yeah, I'm definitely optimistic for Rajon Gary this week and uh, hopefully He can go because he can definitely make a Difference out there and this is a game where We certainly need him. Uh, another Guy that's listed as questionable this week Is Alan Lazard. He missed Last week uh, he's been a limited participant in practice all week as well. Uh, so it looks like he's trending in the right direction, too. Um, again, he's going to be more of a game-time decision, so we'll see. Um, we're recording this here on a Friday evening, so a little bit later than we normally record in the week because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, but um, if he's not listed as out tomorrow, I think uh, it's probably a pretty good chance uh, that uh, barring something happening in pregame warm-ups, that Alan Lazard Mm -hmm. should be ready to go for this week as well.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that that's a pretty big – it'd be helpful, Wags, right, if we're able to get Alan back and maybe even not in the receiving game, although, of course, it'd be nice to get him back there. But he's a heck of a run blocker. He just does things that the Packers offense – uh, that maybe it goes unseen from the fantasy football realm, but goes uh, is really important to I think what this team does. So, um, really good to get Rash- or excuse me, Allen Lazard back potentially. Uh, especially Malik Taylor's down as well. Um, it sounds like he's already out with that abdomen injury. So, um, just as many receivers as we can have that are healthy, uh, the better. Um, somebody who sounds to be doubtful, Wags, is uh, Kevin King. It sounds like, you know, he might be missing what what appears to likely be his fifth game, uh, if I'm correct, of the season. Uh, so we're going to get a heavy dose of Razul Douglas, I think, with Eric Stokes this week. It would have been nice, I think, to have Kevin out there when he's Played completely healthy. I think that he, um, you know, he's played pretty well. Uh, Last week was a tough one for him, but it was tough for the entire secondary. So it's a little frustrating. It'd be nice to see Kevin out there uh, continuing to kind of build off of his uh, good weeks. But unfortunately, it looks like that seems to be pretty unlikely at this point. Um, Anybody else, Wags, that sticks out to you? I I mean, I think maybe the other news is who didn't, or, you know, who is going to be out is David Bakhtiari yet again. Just, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we get him back sometime in December after the bye week.
0: Yeah, and we knew David would be out just because uh, finding out for sure now uh, the setback that he did have and having to get his knee scoped, uh, not good news. But in the grand scheme of things, I think, they're still hopeful uh, that that cleans things up and they'll be able to ramp them back up cleanly, hopefully mm-hmm. after the buy. So we're just going to have to continue to be patient uh with David, uh, with Kevin King. I, I don't know. It's he had a rough week last week against the Vikings. And apparently this injury uh, was more serious than, than we thought, but honestly, any injury with Kevin King is seems to be more serious than we, than we think it is. Um, the dude just has a hard time staying healthy, and I'm not trying – again, I always say with Kevin King, not trying to be down on the guy. Uh, he's actually bounced back and played pretty well in the middle mm-hmm. half of this season when he came back the first time. So sure would be great if we could give him get him out there, uh, especially considering we're still uh, waiting on uh, seeing whether Jair is able to come back here at some point later this season. And against a uh, pass offense that's as good as the Los Angeles Rams, uh, we need all the guys back there we can get. But um, it's another week, and we're going to roll with the guys that we have. So uh, I think I'll be looking forward to talking about uh, those matchups. Uh, Dane, maybe we should just dive right into yeah. that. And let's let's do look it. at the Rams offense first. Uh, and their pass offense is, I think, where it starts. Uh, Matt Stafford, um guy looked like MVP candidate, First three weeks of the season, the Rams started off 3-0. and um, Something that I looked at before we came on is, like a lot of quarterbacks, obviously his stats are going to be better in their wins. But uh, Stafford, 20 touchdowns and three interceptions in their wins this year. And in their losses, three touchdowns and five interceptions. So um, he's a guy we face a ton in in as Packers and over the course of his career because he's been with the Lions uh his entire career before he jumped over to the Rams this year uh, we know kind of his MO he's mm-hmm. a, a talented quarterback he can throw the football very effectively and when he gets hot he's tough to stop uh but uh, if you can force him to get a little bit uncomfortable he's not the most mobile quarterback and i think if if you're able to force him into uh, getting off of his rhythm, uh, just like any quarterback. But uh, Stafford especially is is uh, someone that can get really hot when he gets in a rhythm. Um, it, it, clearly, he's someone that uh, can lose some of his effectiveness. And as Stafford goes, this Rams offense goes, as far as I'm concerned, uh, because um, while Darryl Henderson has had a couple of games where he's gotten things going a little bit, for the most part, he's just not really... Um, uh, too much of a threat on the ground, and we'll talk a little bit about him. Uh, But, Dane, uh, what are your thoughts on what the Packers need to do uh, against Matt Stafford this week in order to slow him down?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you hit it spot on with with, uh, Matt Stafford. I think that he's one of those guys who, if he gets in a rhythm, he will absolutely gut you. Um, that's something that he's done. He's made a big career, of it. he's got a big arm. He's tough as nails. He's a big guy to bring down as well. Um, just, you know, we've seen it. We, and I think you and I have probably seen him live a number of times when we've gone to Lambeau field. So, I mean, he's a good quarterback. He can make a lot of the throws, um, that, that you're hoping a guy like him can make. But I think, um, this offense oftentimes is a timed offense. There's a lot of timing routes. He's got, um, cup, at the slot, who's, I would argue, is the best slot receiver in football right now. Um, He lost Woods, which I think is a huge loss to this Rams offense. He's the guy that, you know, can take guys over the top. So now they're going to be relying on guys like Van Jefferson uh, instead of Robert Woods, which is, I think, a a huge, um, you know, a a huge loss for them. Um, You know, they've got Odell Beckham now as well, still learning. Uh, the playbook i think uh, from my understanding so um weggs just i i think that taking him off his timing off of his rhythm and and trying to disrupt his rhythm with cup is going to be an absolute key to the game we don't need to see matt Stafford get sacked five times although i'd sure like to see matt Stafford get sacked five or six times uh, but if they're getting in his face particularly pressure up the middle with matt stafford he's a guy who you mentioned isn't all that mobile and when you see the pocket um, when he doesn't really have that pocket he's not able to step into those throws because of the pressure up front coming up the middle he has a really hard time moving laterally side to side that's where he starts to miss his mark a little bit that's where maybe he makes an error here or there and that's where he starts to turn that ball over so it's going to be really important we ask a lot of kenny clark every week we're going to ask it again this week Kenny Clark, and this pass rush, all the more reason we need Rashawn Gary to to get back. But we also need to see Preston Smith-Wags, I think, have another big game like he did last week. And I think the Packers then can have some success as good as Stafford is. I know it's a different makeup. I know it's a different team, but the Packers have had success against Matt Stafford in the past. And I, I think that we know how we can beat Stafford. Now, knowing how to do it and actually doing it is another thing, especially against a very talented uh, Los Angeles Rams team.
0: Yeah. And the guys up front have protected Stafford. well. Yeah. He's been sacked only 15 times this year, which is third That's best incredible. in the league. Yeah. Yeah. and And especially for, You know, we're saying he's not the most mobile guy. He's got good pocket awareness, though. He's got a good pocket presence. He's going to stand in there and make the throws. We've seen that over the years for sure. Uh, He's not a guy that's going to get jittery feet and uh, just be throwing the football uh, outside uh, of, of where it needs to go for the most part. I mean, he'll get rid of the ball. One of the things the Rams also are very effective at is they don't get into third down a lot um and uh, they've got one of the high actually the highest First down rate in the league as well oh. uh, so that combination not giving up sacks and having a really high first down rate kind of go hand in hand you're not facing a lot of third down you're probably not going to get sacked a lot so if the Packers are able to um, limit the big long passes that the Vikings uh, hit them up with last week especially on first and second down uh, then the more third downs and this is again against any opponent the more third downs you can force them into the better. Uh, Matt Stafford is still going to throw some strikes on third down Mm -hmm. as well, just as dangerous in that situation. Uh, That said, uh, those are your money downs uh, for our pass rushers. And uh, so if we can get them into more third downs than they're used to, I think that's going to be something that is going to play in the Packers' favor. Stafford, uh, there's whispers that he's not fully healthy, uh, here. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what he looks like. They just had a bye last week. So that could play, uh, into it as well. Uh, if this Rams, uh, offense, especially, uh, and Stafford is feeling a, a little bit healthier than they were uh, heading into the bye, uh, they might be a little bit more spry as well. So, um, uh, Dane, I think those are all some interesting factors. What let's, let's shift to the pass catchers. For the yeah. Rams, you named all of them already, but, um, this is a Rams team that leads the NFL in 40 plus yard pass plays with 10. Um, we know that they're explosive, getting the ball downfield. Cooper Cup is having a career season. Um, so if we don't have Kevin King, that's one last guy. But, um, to me, it's really about, um, our, our guys on the back end and AJ Amos, uh, and, and Darnell Savage uh, to set the table and set the tone. So, um, what can they do? to hopefully help this secondary bounce back from what I thought was their poorest effort of the season last week?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, Weggs. I I think that um, although they've had a ton of 40-yard-plus explosive plays, a lot of that also had to do with Robert Woods, who is now on the IR. So, um, you know, takes a lot away, I think. Uh, It's a limiting factor for them. You lose a guy like him. He is just an explosive guy. Um, But that doesn't mean that, that uh, some of the other talent on this team, um, I I look at Van Jefferson, I think is going to be, um, you know, problematic potentially for this team. But we asked what these safeties are going to do. I mean, the the first thing I'm going to say, it's nice and easy, is catch the ball when it's thrown to you. Uh, (laughs) I I hate to be so simplistic, but I think, you know, we're sitting here having a much different conversation uh, if our guy Savage is able to hold on to a couple of those picks last week. I really think that, you know, especially that last one. Um, So if we're able to hang on to the football, Um, I think Matt is better than Kirk Cousins, but I also think that Matt is a guy, uh, Matt Stafford's a guy who has a penchant for turning the ball over at times in bunches when he's under duress. So um, I think that last week, oftentimes the Packers DBs, Wags, I thought were in really good position. There were times where certainly that wasn't the case, but there were chances. I think Razul Douglas would have liked to have had one back. I think that um, obviously Savage as well, and maybe some others across the board. Um, you know, I don't want to look too far into last week, but the reality is, is making plays on the ball. We're having a much different conversation, and we're maybe our chefs are are puffed out like our DBs took care of business last week. So I think that we were in good position most of the time last week. Uh, the question is, can we be in that position and then actually execute this week? Um, that's a hard thing to do against this Rams offense. But um, I expect the Packers defense to continue to be in the right position. Adrian Amos is an absolute rock. Back there at safety. I have so much um, faith in him. And I think that the entire defense has a lot of trust in Adrian Amos to be in the right position. And it allows some of these other defenders to freelance. I expect him to be able to do that, um, you know, uh, again on Sunday. So really, I think the the bigger question mark is, can uh, Darnell Savage Jr. be in the right position and play fast and continue to play fast and kind of forget last week? and take care of business this week. I, I really do think that because they don't have necessarily the over-the-top speed uh, that they have uh, or that they'd had without Robert Woods. And uh, I know that McVeigh, the head coach of the Rams, had said that they're planning on getting Odell Beckham more involved this week. Um, That being said, Wags, he's only been in Los Angeles a few weeks. There's only so many routes that they're able to go. So if we're able to get ahead of the Rams and the Rams have to play from behind, I think that plays in the Packers' favor quite a bit as well uh, because Beckham's not going to be able to be out there while Stafford's making reads at the line, making audibles. Just Odell's not going to know what to do. That's just reality. That's not a slight on Beckham. It's like he's a new guy in Los Angeles that's what happens. So um, I expect the Packers to to try to jump out early and be opportunistic wherever possible, take away the run, and then make Stafford beat you through the air uh, with a limited receiving core. I know they've got guys that can still beat you, but they're just not the same offense without Robert Woods. I really believe that. I don't want to put too much into that, but he is just a boom receiver limiting that. I mean, now it's going to be Cup. The Packers know they got to take care of Cup and then maybe let some of these other guys, you know, maybe that's who you try to let beat you because I think that the number one thing is to take Cup away however possible.
0: Yeah, and Sean McVeigh, he loves to go to have the vertical but also have lots of crossing routes underneath, mm-hmm. um, so they do a really good job of, of mixing up uh, their, their uh, route tree, and it puts a lot of stress on the defense because not only do you have to play deep, but you've got to play sideline to sideline, and I think that's one of the things that Odell, uh does bring is that dynamic is he's not not necessarily the threat he was vertically he can still get get Over the top, don't get me wrong. I I just, his hands are not the same. He's like, you know, he's, I don't think he's got quite the speed as as he had in his peak. And uh, so sometimes you're just not necessarily winning those one on ones when you go long. Uh, However, he still has a lot of quickness off the line of scrimmage. And he's someone that you're going to have to try to be physical with at times. uh, Because if he gets free reign, um, you know, uh, both he and uh van jefferson is a, he's only a second year player so he doesn't have quite as much experience but those are guys that can still um you know really cause a lot of problems on those crossing routes and so the packers uh, secondary in their communication is going to have to be uh top notch this week i'll be curious to see uh, if whoever is lined up against cooper cup gets a little bit of of additional safety help over the top um You know, particularly uh, given uh, what what happened to us against Jefferson last week, he just kept beating us deep uh, play after play. Um, So it's one game. I don't think the Packers are going to overreact schematically to what happened. However, I do think that they're going to look at that tape. And yes, the Rams are a different team than the Vikings, but they will make some adjustments. I'm talking about the Packers here. That said... The Rams are also going to be looking at the tape and saying, OK, what did the Vikings do that was effective? So uh, we should be fully prepared uh, for Matt Stafford and uh, this Rams team who likes to try to beat teams vertically anyway uh, to be doing whatever they can uh, to repeat exactly what the Vikings were doing last week. So it's up to the Packers to be proactive, make those adjustments and uh, try to do some things that can limit. Uh, what Cooper Cup can do to you, uh, because uh, similarly to the Packers offense with Devontae Adams, I think Cooper Cup is good enough right now at the level he's playing that he might just get his, uh, but we just need to make sure it's not a 160 yards and two touchdowns is, uh because I don't think the other guys can, can be quite as dangerous if Cooper Cup is not breaking free and, and doing whatever he wants on the offensive side of the ball.
1: Do you think it's uh, Sullivan and some help? This week, uh, with that safety, is that how you see this this operating, or do you think that maybe they they move things around and you get a Stokes or a Zool Douglas with some help and let Shandon kind of play closer to line of scrimmage to take away the run?
0: That's a fascinating question. I mean, I think you could go in a, a lot of different directions. Yeah. After last week, I um, this isn't me losing confidence in Eric Stokes, but I, I think I'd like to give one of those other guys the uh, chance to line up head to head against Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup uh, with some help still. Uh, And uh, let's have Eric Stokes uh, go uh, against one of their other wide receivers. And uh, maybe he can just shut one of those secondary or third guys down. Um, Not maybe entirely or catchless, but, uh, you know, similar to what he was able to do uh, against the Seahawks just two weeks ago. Uh, This is not ancient history, uh, Mm -hmm. what uh, he was able to do. Uh, in a few games. Uh, So this Vikings game definitely leaves a, a bad taste in our mouth, but, um, you know, I think that takes a little bit of pressure and you said after the game, Eric Stokes was having trouble tracking the ball. So I'm not sure I want him lined up against the number one option and their number one deep threat, uh, because uh, that might be something that he needs to learn or grow into a little bit. Um, So I wouldn't mind if it's whether it's Shannon Sullivan, whether it's Rasul Douglas um, or whether, uh, whether it's um, excuse me. um, um, I I guess it would be one of those two guys, because I'm saying I, and and maybe Stokes will, I, 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 I'm not again, Questioning his ability to do it, I, I think I would give one of those other guys the first crack at it, though. I, I, do you have any uh, thoughts on that, Dane? Because, um, you know, I think Odell is, you know, he can do what he needs to do. But uh, I would love our chances uh, from a speed standpoint and a physicality standpoint. If, if it's Eric Stokes going against Odell uh, and he's still trying to learn the offense and maybe isn't necessarily, um, you know, uh, stretching or, or running with the full route tree that the Rams want him to
1: yeah, no, I I think that that's I think that's spot on, Wags. I do. I think that they're going to probably throw the kitchen sink at uh, at Cup. Is my guess, um, and and make and try to make some of these other guys beat you. Uh, I see Ronnie Titletown. How do the Packers take away the run? Um, you know, I good I segue because I, cause I think that's
0: a, a good place to go, right? Yeah, so.
1: no, and I think it's true. I, I I think that I think the Packers are going to really. I try to dominate the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's not a surprise uh, on on that level, but I do think the Packers might play Savage a little closer to the box at times. Same with Shandon Sullivan. I think they're going to give a lot of different looks uh, this week. I, I have a lot of uh, confidence what Campbell's been able to do, but um, I think I'm looking for a Chris Barnes bounce back week as well. I thought he had a pretty rough outing overall against Minnesota. So I'd like to see them kind of play a little bit more of that traditional Role early in the game, at least, uh, um, and with with both Campbell and Barnes playing side by side, I really do like that that kind of lineup to try to just take away the run, uh, best of their ability, play that safety up, and make Stafford beat you over the top early on. Um, I know last week was a rough go, but uh, Jefferson is a remarkable receiver, and and Cup is remarkable as well, but in a very different way. I want to see the Packers be aggressive. Up front, I want to see the Packers play closer to the line of scrimmage this week and dare them to beat uh, them. Being the Los Angeles, dare Los Angeles to beat the Packers deep. I really do. I have confidence in these DBs. I think it was a bad day. I don't think it's a bad defense. The Packers have been too good against two very too good against very good quarterbacks over the course of the last month. And I think that last week was more of an anomaly. And I want the Packers to prove me right, Wags. So I want to see Coach Barry get out there, be super aggressive. I do everything they can to take away the run and dare Stafford to go deep against his Packers defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we can we can cover the run with six guys in the box. Yeah, um, I really do. So they might bring guys up, but honestly, I I don't think they need to pay extra attention to run. In fact, uh, until the Rams show that they can actually beat us with the run and will commit to the run um, for multiple series. And, and uh, and we have to adjust to it. I would rather force them to prove that they can do it. To be honest with you, they haven't done it too often so far this season. Now, um, Daryl Henderson's not a bad NFL running back, uh, but this is a, an offense that clearly is predicated on trying to pass the ball uh, downfield and as frequently as possible. Um, So, they're not from an efficiency standpoint terrible. They're pretty middle of the road they average about four yards per carry. They don't have a, a lot of runs. I mean typically uh, if you go back through uh, they're they're getting 10 to 15 carries a week for Henderson um, and that's in winning performances so uh, they're not going to lean on this running game and I think that plays into the Packer's favor. They've been actually quite good against the run this year. Uh, And you look last week, even in a game the Vikings were putting up tons of yardage, uh, Dalvin Cook didn't really hurt us too much on the ground. So um, if anything, I think we need to uh, put extra guys in coverage, and uh, let's try to get after it with our our four guys up front uh, and get after Stafford and um, force them to run because if they run the ball on first or second down, they're more likely to face those third down situations. So that's what I want to see is more third down. Even if they pick up some of those third downs, the more third downs they get this week, the better the Packers have an opportunity to get after Stafford and force those turnovers. Uh, so run the ball as much as they can. That's that's, that's I'm, I'm daring them to run if I'm the mm-hmm. Packers because um, they might, get a few games but for the most part they haven't proven against anyone this year uh, that they're able to sustain that over the course of fourth quarters
1: anything else on the defensive side of the ball that you see that the packers need to do to be successful on sunday
0: well i think if we can repeat what we did uh with our pass rush especially if Rashawn gary is able to play and is in the mix uh, you know and, and we've got preston smith playing at the level that he's been at um, that's gonna help us a lot uh, Dane. I and i I'll be anxious to see uh, whether uh, Keep the is able to uh, repeat the performance that he put on in his first game. Would't that, nice? that be would nice? Would't that would be Whew. beautiful. and uh, one of the things that I'd like to see um in this goes with with stopping the run uh, is i I guess we know that, um, we're, we're getting really good performance uh, from Devondra Campbell, um, but I, I would certainly like to uh, see uh, who we're getting opposite him because um, I thought that, you know, uh, Chris Barnes, who had two really good performances in a row, had a little bit of a drop performance last week. It just wasn't his best game again. Um, so I'd like to see him bounce back because it looked like he had taken uh, a step or two forward mm-hmm. as we hit the midpoint of this season. And then last week, he just had kind of a tough game. Oren Burks was out there for quite a few snaps uh, last week, particularly in passing situations. Um, and he's been okay, but hasn't necessarily been popping off the screen at times um so i'd like to see one of those two guys make an impact this week um in the opportunities that they're given Uh, because if they're able to do that i think uh, those are the types of things where if you get high level play maybe from some guys that you're not necessarily expecting to uh they can they can definitely impact the game in a positive direction
1: wags i can you highlight matt's uh when is big z coming back fellas uh, I know we're as we transition. This is big. This is uh, you know maybe big picture here, but I think it's important to to bring up Jair Alexander. Today was seen working out uh, on the side doing some agility drills. That's not a bad thing. I don't know if it's a good thing, but it sure ain't a bad thing. That Jair's been hanging around practice a lot more. I know Big Z's back in Green Bay as well. He's been at every practice. Um, somebody that frankly a month and a half ago I didn't think he was going to play this year. Now my hopes are up a little bit. My dream scenario, Wags, and then tell me if I'm crazy, is to have Big Z and Jair get back right around week 16, let them get their sea legs under them for a couple weeks, and then come playoff time. Let's get it. That's my dream scenario. We get Bach back. We get Jair back. We get Big Z back. And then we've got three guys that are pro bowl talent, all pro level players for the stretch run to take care of business in the cold weather at Lambeau field.
0: Am I crazy? You're not, but if we're talking dream, why can't we have them back after the bye? I know that's probably not going to (laughs) happen. I'm romantic, Wags. (laughs) You know, it's been interesting the Packers have been really quiet on those guys. And it seems like every three weeks, coach LaFleur gets asked about uh, both Jair and Z and he doesn't really have much to say. So I think a lot of Packers beat writers are kind of like, well, he's not going to say anything anyway. So they, they just don't ask. Um, I think they should keep asking because I don't care if coach LaFleur gets a little annoyed. Uh, I, I think, We all want information. And if there's anything that we can read into his his responses, I would like him to have to keep asking and answering those questions. Uh, It's not like we're asking about, you know, off field things. This is something that's going to impact the team. So he might keep giving the stock answer, but I would certainly like to see uh, what he has to say every week about those Mm -hmm. guys because, um, you know, it seems like we're still kind of out there. It, hanging in the wind assuming that they might be back and meanwhile Bakhtiari I thought would be back two weeks ago and then he has a setback so um you know I, I don't know about you Dane but I completely agree with you I'm hoping you're right um we sure could get that boost out there defensively but for now this week we've got to move forward with the guys that we got so um Any other thoughts on the defensive side? Uh, Otherwise, I think it's time to move over to the offense. Let's move over to the offense, Wags. But I I think we have
1: something before we go there.
0: Yeah. So, Dane, why don't you tell us about our sponsor, uh, DraftKings.com, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, And I know your wife, Andrea, has been an ardent uh, player of DraftKings Daily Fantasy. So, did she have a good day on Thanksgiving Day yesterday? She had, or- she
1: had a great day, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, she was um, she had Pollard for the Cowboys, uh, and Pollard had a really he was running the ball really well. Um, there was some frustration. He had like a thirteen, or, but mind you, we're having Thanksgiving dinner or lunch or whatever you want to call it, and uh, you know, we've got one eye on the TV. And I hear her gasp and Pollard gets tackled at like the one yard line. Doesn't get in. Ezekiel Elliott gets in. But Pollard also had a kick return for a touchdown that I think salvaged her day. So uh, Andrea is really enjoying the DraftKings Sportsbook. Awesome sponsor here of Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Use promo code tp P N. You put, uh, you know, you put uh, what, $5 down, Wags, and you get some money back, and we're betting, we're winning games, uh, and Andrea's had a lot of success. She never had used uh, DraftKings Sportsbook until this deal came in. She used that promo code TPPN. She's won more than she's lost. She's making money this season. She's having a lot of fun doing it.
0: Yeah, and the best part is the Cowboys still lost, so you can't <laughs> ask for anything better than that. So, folks, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER all right so hey, Wiggs,
1: do you mind if i cut you off for one second and uh just give a shout out uh shout out now um once we get the draft kings off the off the board uh shout out to don horn who liked our post don horn legend packers former packers quarterback played in the vince lombardi era Um, was Lombardi's last first-round pick, liked our post tonight, former guest of our podcast, was watching our pods. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Don Horn. Love you, man. Hope you're doing well. Happy holidays.
0: Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, Don. Uh, We appreciate you. So, um, Dane, looking over to the uh, Packers' offense against this Rams defense, and I think they've got some big playmakers, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. I mean, uh, you go on down the line. Uh, This is a uh, defense that certainly uh, thrives on the big play as well. So this is an aggressive defense, just like they have an aggressive offense. Um, So uh, looking at the matchups, I I think um, just like we say every week, for me, it's going to start with the guys up front and uh, whether Aaron Jones is able to go or not um AJ Dillon and the running game uh, and if Aaron Jones is able to go is going to be what sets the table uh against this Rams defense this week yeah
1: um it's it's Aaron Donald right it's the Aaron Donald show up front uh Shadeed A. Kelly uh, those watching live uh, says run the ball I agree let's run that darn ball this run week run the ball Let's run the ball. Let's let's take our chances against Aaron Donald in this front seven of the Rams. Uh, Donald's a freak of nature, but, um, Wags, A.J. Dillon has been very, very good in limited touches. Even last week, I thought you highlighted in our last podcast how good A.J. Dillon was, and they kind of just didn't stick to it. So um, do you think that that's something that we're going to do this week? Are we going to feed AJ Dillon that ball? Uh, I feel like
0: we haven't done it yet. I feel like
1: this is a good week to try to do it, especially at home.
0: Yeah, I really do. And if if there's anything that we learned from last week is that um, we can we can certainly – be effective without running the ball, but I don't think that's a game plan that the Packers want to rely on every week. Uh, I would uh, like to see them run the ball more, especially when they get into the uh, opponent's side of the field. I've been harping on that for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, so please, uh, Coach LaFleur and this Packers offense, uh, let's run the ball. Uh, if we can get down to the Rams' 35 yard line, it's first 10. Just run the ball. I I, I get it. I, I know that uh passing uh, on first down is more efficient over the long run. Uh but I would like to shorten the field a little bit uh for this offense. Let's get into some shorter down and distance situations and heck if we're in third down, if it's third and three, uh that's going to give us a better opportunity to move the change, punch it in the red zone, and hopefully get it into the end zone. Uh instead of being in a situation where we're pulling our hair out. Uh, because, uh, Mason Crosby's got to go out there and attempt a 51 yard field goal. Um, or it's third and eight and Rodgers is throwing deep, uh, post corners into the end zone instead of, uh, passes that can move the chain. So, um, that's my minor, like, tangent that I just went on. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, it's true. That's where I want to see them run the ball, especially. But, uh, I think that, uh, just like we said that this Packers defense with the secondary will go back to tape. Uh, look at uh, what they can do to make some adjustments. I think the offensive side of the ball will definitely uh, look at this and say, we've got to get A.J. Dillon more than 11 carries. If, if he's the bell cow and Aaron Jones is still out this week, especially, um, you know, and if Aaron Jones is playing, they've got to combine uh, for 20 to 25 plus carries in this football game. Uh, and uh, let's get the the ground game going a little bit. Uh, Aaron is still going to be able to throw the ball, but I just don't want him uh, taking all of those hits on third and eight. And and in those situations, it's just not a good long term success uh, plan for this Packers offense.
1: Wags, is it fair to say that a key to this entire game is this front offensive line for the Packers this week? Elton Jenkins is out. We're going to have Yash, our, our old pal, a uh, friend of our podcast, Yash Nyman, starting at left tackle. He's played really strong football when called into action so far this season. Um, you know, we're going to have, we're going to have um, Newman at guard. We're going to have Lucas Patrick at center. Uh, we're going to have John Runyon at guard. And then we're going to have Billy Turner, who's been the steady force, Billy Turner here uh, at offensive line, going into this season candidly this is not the front five I think any of us has anticipated it's nowhere near what we had anticipated right now the Packers are down their stud second round pick uh, Myers who I thought was playing really inspired football before getting hurt obviously Bach hasn't played a snap and now we're without Elton Jenkins who in my opinion is on the way to being an all-pro so we're down three really good offensive linemen right now Um, is this the key to the game can this offensive line take care of business? Can Yash Nyman uh, control his guy across from him and block for Aaron Rodgers' his blind side? Can this? Uh, can these guard play and the center uh, take care of Aaron Donald? I mean, is this what it's about? Is this what it's going to boil down to? Is Can we keep this front seven of the Rams off of Aaron Rodgers and and create enough in the run game to win this football game?
0: Yeah, and that's why we need to run the ball. Uh, because mm-hmm. the Rams can get after the quarterback. Uh, it's not just Donald. Uh, everybody in that front has been getting a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks this year. Um, we know how talented their secondary is, especially with Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's not. Quite someone that can completely eliminate one side of the field, uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, I, I'm I'm not going to be testing him more than we need to. I mm. trust Devontae Adams to get the job done, uh, but that's a still a difficult matchup either way you uh, you want to slice it. So um, we just can't. I can't stress this enough, Dane. We just can't find ourselves in situations where the Rams know we have to throw the ball uh, more often than. Um, then we need to. I mean, there's going to be some of those situations, but we need to keep that at as low a percentage as possible. Um, even third and five, let's let let's make that a potential running down, or uh, at least it's a situation where we know Aaron should be able to get rid of the ball pretty quickly. Um, this is also a week, Dane, that I would like to see our running backs and tight ends be more involved in the pass catching offense. Um, I know that last week was a big week. Obviously, Devontae did what Devontae does, but MVS got, uh, you know, obviously a a great touchdown late, but was effective even before that. Um, Josiah DeGuar had the touchdown that kind of got him rolling a little bit. Um, So I I think this is a week where I would like to see our running backs, uh, you know, push them out sideline and in space and in the flat. uh, And then that can hopefully open some things up over the middle and over the top as well. Um, we need to take some shots, Dane, but we also need to make sure uh, that we're putting ourselves in situations where, um, you know, uh, down and distance wise, uh, we've got a good percentage chance to convert. Uh, That's just, uh, you know, I, again, it's very simplistic to say that, but um, this uh, is not a game where we can be, um, you know, trying to play from behind. Um, uh, also behind the chains, if, if we're, I'm going to put it that way. So, um, what about the, uh, you know, the line up front? One thing that I would also like to ask about, Dane, is while penalties is not something that I think you can really predict week to week, um, this offensive line did get penalized quite a bit. Is there anything that they can do to clean that up, or is there anything specifically, uh, that you would be looking for? To make sure that that they're not in first and twenty uh, multiple times in this game. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I don't know what to say about the NFL officiating. No comment on what they say. Uh, I'll comment plenty on Sunday, I'm sure. Uh, but but I think that um, you know I we we talked in depth last week about some of the challenges that I, I just I didn't understand some of the calls. I just and I was trying to be as impartial as I could be, particularly on the snap. Uh, Lucas Patrick getting called when he, you know, his head tilt, I I just, I'll never understand that. But um, I I think that the Packers just need to, you know, put last week out of their heads and just play the way they've been playing because they have been such a lowly penalized team. Uh, I expect them to continue that. This week, uh, we might see a tug here or there, but just be aggressive. I, you know, I mean, you're going to play Aaron Donald, be aggressive against him. The Packers are going to have a good game plan coming into this. And, um, they, yeah, they were penalized last week, but, uh, I I think so far for most of the year, um, you, you're right. We've been pretty clean. I expect us to be clean this week. And, uh, you know, you, you can't predict what these officials are going to call. I think sometimes they see things, sometimes they don't. Sometimes, you know, depending on the crew, they're not going to call something that, you know, another crew would. But I'm hopeful we just have a, a crew this week that lets them play. Because, I, I mean, I'm confident in this Packers offensive line, even with all the injuries. That's the thing. And that's a, that's a credit to the depth, I think, that Goody's really been able to build and this front office has built. Is we're, you know, I'm not sitting here going, oh, heck, what are we going to do this week? I'm saying, OK, like these guys can all play. They're all professionals and they've all played together before. And uh, if anything, I'll tell you what, I think Lucas Patrick is going to be a little pissed this week and he's going to come out and play good football for the Packers. He's a guy who I thought last year played good. Aaron Donald last year or was it last season? It had to be last season in the playoffs. He had that torn um, cartilage in his rib and he was clearly hurt. Um, this year, he doesn't seem to have that. He's back to his dominating self. Um, that being said, I think the Packers are going to be nasty. They're going to have this. They're looking at this as if it's a challenge, I think, this offensive line. And I expect them to come out fired up. They're not going to be flat. And I think this offensive line is going to come out uh, with something to prove.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, no Elton Jenkins. And that was the guy that was uh, neutralizing uh, Aaron Donald to as much as you can neutralize Aaron Donald uh, last year in the playoffs. And um, taking nothing away, I know that they're going to be ready, but uh, the three guys that we have in the interior um, from a sheer athletic and physical standpoint, none of them uh, stand up to what Alton Jenkins is. And, uh, you know, I certainly don't stand up to what Aaron Donald is. So uh, from a one-on-one standpoint, that's a pretty big mismatch. I'm not to be down on those guys, Mm -hmm. but just from an experience standpoint, too. So it'll be interesting. They're going to need some help. Um, And so that's what I'll be curious about, because if the Rams— are able to exploit and Aaron Donald is winning in the interior. And now you've got Yash Nyman, who's played really well in his opportunities, but still is pretty inexperienced out at left tackle. That's going to, potentially open up some problems uh for this packers off the line so that's kind of what i was asking about this is probably a week where we're going to need to have a heavy dose of snaps from mercedes lewis um mm-hmm. standing uh right at that line of scrimmage and just blocking even in passing situations so um i think we don't want to get too cute with these guys up front uh we know uh, what the rams can do and the last thing that we need is uh, to be putting them in situations where we're just asking to do too much. Uh, So um, I I hope you're right, Dane. Uh, They're going to have to be ready uh, because uh, they're going to see a a new challenge again this week with this Rams front. There's no doubt about that. Weggs and our our pal Shadida
1: Kelly says, I want to see Dominic Daphne get another touchdown. So speaking, and so do we. Dom's a friend of our pod. We'd love to see him get one. Do you think, and that's the segue, you know, we're talking about tight ends. Uh, we've got Mercedes Lewis. Do you think that maybe they keep him in a little bit? Is Daft going to play more kind of that fullback H-back role? I think Deguara first touchdown last week, you called it. Um, does he get some more play? I mean, do you, do you see the Packers working in a lot of these tight ends without Robert Tunyon? Or how do you see that play working?
0: You know, I don't know. It's kind of the opposite of the question you asked me last week. If The Packers would keep running four wide receivers out there and spread <laughs> guys wide. and They did, and I kind of expect that to be more of the playbook, but they've got to find ways to work those uh, tight ends into the offense, and uh, that's the thing is, I I mean, they can't just go line up five offensive linemen and have no one else on the line of scrimmage to help uh, with this Rams front. I, I don't think that's a recipe for success, but... Um, you do want to try to spread them out. I don't, I, w- I will say this outside of Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, the Rams still have some talented players in the, in the secondary. Don't get me wrong, but their depth starts to get a little bit lower the further down you go on the depth chart. And so uh, this is why having an Alan Lazard back could be a, a great lift this week. Um, I think Randall Cobb could be someone that could have one of his signature performances this this uh, week because he's someone that has had moments this year. And, and this is a week where I think we're really going to need him. Um, and uh, so he might be a little bit more involved as well. Uh, so, Dane, I think there's uh, multiple ways to skin a cat, so to say. Um, and, uh, the tight ends, I think, are going to need to be out there to block. But, um, I would like to see them out there and involved in certain pass situations. But if it's third and eight or more, they're probably going to need to help protect. Um, that's why if we can get into shorter down and distances, play action is still in play. Uh, and, uh, Aaron can get rid of the football. Uh, to multiple guys uh, in the short yardage passing situation. And I think that's where they can be more dangerous and more effective.
1: Weggs, you mentioned the depth uh, of the Rams DBs. You know, I, MVS played really good last week. Is this another week? I I look at across the Rams. He's going to play one-on-one against Devontae. Uh, I think most of that game, maybe not one-on-one, but you get what I'm saying. He's going to be the guy that's going to be shadowing Devontae. Um, Devontae feasted on Ramsey in the playoffs. He absolutely destroyed him, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, part of the reason he was able to destroy him was because of the pass pro and Elton Jenkins taking care of Aaron Donald. So I don't expect it to go quite the same way, probably through no fault of Devontae Adams. However, um, MVS, I feel like he has a real chance to build off of last week and have another big performance. I think that he's an absolute burner and he's somebody that the Rams are going to have a really hard time taking account of. Um, Do you agree? Do you disagree? We mentioned Cobb, you mentioned Lazard, but is this another week where MVS can show why he can be so valuable to this offense?
0: Well, I hope so. It's just, it seems like it depends on the week with MVS. And if he's able to, uh, it's going to probably be something that is going to result in a a victory. I'll be honest with you. It's it's sort of, if MVS gets uh, over the top, and is able to connect with Aaron, it usually – it didn't last week, but usually it's a winning formula yeah. uh, for this Packers uh, team. And so, yeah, I hope you're right. I'll, I will say one thing about Devontae. One of the reasons why Jalen Ramsey – is one of the top corners in the league is because he's so physical at the line of scrimmage and he's got really long arms. So he likes to lock guys up right at the line of scrimmage. Devonte Adams has the best release off the line of scrimmage of any receiver in the NFL. And so this could just be a bad matchup for Jalen Ramsey. I think we'll know the answer to that question a little bit more after this week, because I'll tell you what, if Devontae Adams uh, cooks again against Jalen Ramsey, I'm going to just say that's a bad matchup for Jalen Ramsey. Devontae Adams is able to get off the line of scrimmage, and that limits the effectiveness of what Ramsey likes to do. Uh, he doesn't like to have to chase and play coverage. Um, he's still good at that, don't get me wrong, but he likes to throw people off uh, right at the line of scrimmage, and Devontae Adams says, nuh-uh. I'm not going to fall for that. I get off the line of scrimmage against anyone in the NFL. So uh, I'm excited to see that matchup one way or the other.
1: Wags, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to ball this week a little bit. Um, I know we're going to do predictions and everything in a moment here, but uh, I just have to say it now. He had a good week, second half last week. I think he's going to absolutely ball this week. I think he's going to have a big game. I'm just going to put it out there now.
0: Yep, I agree, and we're going to need it. I mean, let's be honest. We are going to need it. And I think uh, we got a little taste of Aaron just sort of hitting another gear in the second half last week. It was the first time that he was able to connect with MVS, and it seems like a long time. I know they've they've had a couple other, uh, you know, chunk yardage plays this season, but, you know, just keep testing it because I think if they're able to – connect uh that's going to open up so many things for this offense and Aaron just seems to really thrive off of that as well when he's got his vertical passing game going um it gives him all of his options and uh, you can just see that he can just in his eyes he's just Mm -hmm. like all right nobody can stop me now I've got the deep pass and I've got every other pass um that I can make in my arsenal uh so good luck good luck stopping me if that's what happens Dane, I do have a question for you. Um, we talked about A.J. Dillon, wanted to get the running game going. If Aaron Jones is able to play this week, do you think he would be on a pitch count? or yeah. How can the Packers mix him in uh, in order for him to be effective and be you know, his normal self, but at the same time understanding that they might need uh, to utilize him in certain situations more so than as the Belco guy? I don't
1: think they will say he's on a pitch count, Wags, but I think that no matter what, if he's playing, he's on a pitch count this week. Um, Letting him, I, I bet closer to eight to 10 touches, I could see from somebody like an Aaron Jones. And I'll tell you what, if Aaron's getting eight to 10 touches and AJ's getting uh, 15 or so, I'm feeling pretty good about uh, the chances of this offense. But I, I, I would expect that that many touches overall um, meaning probably like six or six to seven rushing. And, and then maybe a couple in the past game as well, but just kind of mixing him in. But I think AJ Dillon's going to be the guy this week. regardless.
0: Sure. I agree. I was just curious if you thought maybe they might, intentionally use him out of the backfield as a receiver uh, a little bit more uh, if he doesn't have quite as many touches. Try to get him in space and see yeah. if he can win some of those one-on-one matchups. out. Of I'm down. all game for
1: that, Wags. You know me. with a, I, I love Aaron Jones. I'm all game for that. And I, I think that um, he's been so elusive throughout his career. And this year, I feel like they, they haven't quite leaned on him. Uh, quite as much in every game. And I think he's had a couple down weeks prior to the injury as well. But I'd love to see him get mixed back in there because we all know what he can do. And he's so difficult to bring down. And Aaron always seems to fall forward. So if they're able to get him in the passing game, and to your point, get him out in space a little bit, just like they do with Devontae. Frankly, they do that a lot with Devontae. They manufacture ways to get Devontae the ball. And they say, Devontae, you're the best guy in the field. We're going to get the ball in your hands. Go get some yards. If they can do that with Aaron Jones a little bit, I'm, I'm all about it. And even if they're not successful every time, it just adds another wrinkle to this game because as good as tacklers are in the NFL, um, it's so hard to bring down a guy like Aaron Jones in open space. I don't care who you are.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Dane, any other thoughts on this offense? Otherwise, I think it might be about time to talk about X factors and predictions. Let's, let's do it. And, and the only thing on special teams, Mason, make those kicks, man. We're all good. Swing that leg. <laughs> yeah, nothing else to say. Hopefully we only have to spend 15 no. minutes talking about Mason Crosby and the special teams and the recap episode this week. So, um, folks, if you're following along on our live stream, uh, this is your opportunity. Throw in uh, your X factors, your score predictions in the chat. Um, we want to hear what you have to say. Uh, Dane, last week I let you kick it off and you stole both of my X factors on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Um, so I'm going to lead off this week, uh, (laughs) at least for the offensive side. Uh, and I'm, I, you know, this is, probably maybe a little bit on the nose, but I'm going to go with AJ Dillon. Uh, He before last week had been our big cheese player of the week, two weeks in a row. Uh, And I think that the Packers are definitely going to want to get AJ Dillon involved in a much heavier fashion than they did last week against the Vikings. Uh, And so to me, more carries, more more touches equals uh, more production, and I think A.J. Dillon is going to have a big week this week. Uh, and uh, even if he doesn't have three touchdowns, um, which is would be a little bit of an insane prediction, by the way, uh, I think uh, he's going to play a key role in this Packers offense, keeping uh, the Rams from getting after Aaron Rodgers, and and really uh, limiting what they're able to do. Um, So I think uh, the Packers are going to lean on A.J., uh, even if Aaron Jones is good to go. So I'm going to go with A.J. Dillon as the offensive X factor this week.
1: Love it. And couldn't agree more. I mean, A.J.'s the guy, and, you know, hopefully we lean on him. I think he can be that successful against this rant. I love it. Great pick. Um, I'm going to cheat this week. I don't care. We normally go with like receivers and running backs. I'm going with Royce Newman. I don't care. He's an offensive lineman. But the, the the reality is, is Aaron Donald will determine this game. I think this Packers offense, if he's able to get in the backfield, the Packers aren't running the ball. It's probably because he's blowing up Royce Newman. If the, If Aaron Rodgers doesn't have time to throw the ball. It's probably because Royce Newman's having trouble with Aaron Donald. I'm going with Royce Newman. I don't care what you say, because if Aaron Donald doesn't have any tackles and doesn't get to Rodgers, I'm going to be sitting here going, Royce Newman dominated Aaron Donald on Sunday. So I'm going with Royce Newman. Don't care what you say. It's I, I don't care if that's out of the spirit of the X Factor. Royce Newman, my X Factor, guard
0: for the Packers. No, I'm fine with it. My first reaction was like, what are you doing? But you defined what success is. I think that's a rather high bar. Uh, zero tackles for Aaron I Donald means that Royce Newman's the X factor. Um, no offense, but like, okay, if he has zero sacks, I can buy that, but I, I got zero excited tackles for I'm a Zero
1: lost. sacks is what I <laughs> okay. meant. I got all excited. Right, all right. Zero Fair sacks. enough. Zero. Yeah. Thank and, you for and clarifying. Packers running man. the
0: ball. Okay. That's not success for me with Royce. Newman. Okay, no, that's fine. You defined what uh, the measurement is, so we know whether he was an X factor. Um, so it's sort of an over/under situation for Aaron Donald uh, against Royce Newman. And and Royce, you know, he we've said all along, he's got the talent. Um, he's had some inconsistencies, and kind of frankly, what you'd expect from a rookie offensive lineman. Uh hopefully this is a week that he can uh play at a high high level because uh if he is uh you're going to look like a genius, Dane, uh, for picking an offensive lineman as your X factor. Uh points for creativity, no doubt about that. All right, Dane, just for that, you've thrown me completely <laughs> off. Uh, I'm going to have to let you lead off on the defensive side. Who do you got?
1: Shannon Sullivan, uh, he's our slot guy. He's been our slot guy all year. Cups, the best slot receiver in football. Can Shannon Sullivan take care of business, Wags? Uh, whether it's Shannon with some guys, whether they the Packers decide to move other guys, that means Sullivan's going to be playing up closer line of scrimmage, which means I think they're going to be creative with Shannon, um, you know, maybe doing whatever they need to do with him there. But Shannon's my guy this week. Um, I think that he's got a tall order in front of him. And I want to see him ball. I don't know how else to put it. I think Shannon Sullivan's got a real chance out there to do something special, do something inspired uh, on Sunday. It's going to be a really, really hard task for him. Uh, But I think they're going to ask a lot of Sullivan because they have all year. Uh, The Packers, generally speaking, haven't been a team that just apply like, you know, here's our guy who's going to play against a wide receiver. Uh, maybe they would have done that if Jair was around. Jair's not playing this week. So I think they're going to ask a lot of Sullivan. I think he's going to come through. He's our X Factor this week.
0: Yeah. Um, I love that pick. One thing that I was thinking about is what qualifies now for an X Factor for the defensive guys? Because, like, we try not to pick the star players. And right. we, quite frankly, have a lot of star players who have been out. So it's sort of mix and match, if you will. I will say this. I was gonna do Darnell Savage, but I don't know if he qualifies as an X Factor anymore. He's kind of just a stud. Yes. <laughs> so you just sort of expect him to play at a high level at this point. But I will say that I think he's going to bounce back and uh you know make an impact play this week after letting a few slip through his fingers last week. Uh but my X Factor game this week is going to be uh from our inside linebacker position opposite of Devontae Campbell who I also think will have a really big week this week is Chris Barnes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Chris Barnes had a little bit of a down performance last week. He had really been coming on the previous two weeks and uh, look at what the Packers defense was able to do. Uh, So I like Chris Barnes uh, to be active in uh, really limiting what the Rams are able to do in the run game. Uh, If he's able to be effective and make those open field tackles. He missed a couple of tackles last week um, and uh, that helped the Viking to be able to continue to move the chains. Uh, so Chris Barnes to me is someone uh, that is going to bounce back and, and be all over the field again this week. And I think uh, he could even maybe force a fumble. I always like, uh, predicting turnovers, uh, from my defensive axe factor. So I'm just throwing that out there. Love it. Uh, and, uh, so I really like Chris Barnes as a potential defensive axe factor this week bounce back performance uh and uh that will really help the packers on the back end and the secondary if if Devontae Campbell's campbell doing what he does and our guys up front are doing what they need to do and then we've got chris barnes as part of that six guys in the box uh really playing at a high level uh, i think that's going to help this entire packers defense to be more effective
1: Great choice, great choice. Uh, bring bring it, Barnes. We love Barnes. You know, you and I both really like Chris Barnes. He's so physical, and he can make those statement hits as we've seen this year. So great choice, um, but by, by you, I think with Chris Barnes, I think he's going to play some saps this week too. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, and just uh, we've got some guys on the chat. We've we've been uh, seeing for defense, AJ uh, and Amos. Um, we've got Rasul Douglas. Um, Leroy Butler making a comeback, apparently, so um uh, I love all of the i love all of the picks out there for sure uh and uh really, it can come from anyone uh, on yeah. this defense, but I think uh you know Rams will score some points, but I think this defense will be ready to go this week, and they're gonna bounce back from last week for sure um all right, dane. It's prediction time. Uh, I want to uh, get you all warmed up and revved to go. So um if you'd like, I'm going to lead it off. and You Please can do, do a storytelling it. prediction because I feel like you got a twinkle in your eye. I just feel <laughs> like you've got something up your sleeve, and I, I want to have that be what we uh, close off on. So I'm just going to come right out and say it. I think this is a week the Packers can take care of business. Um I've got them winning 27-17. Uh, this is a Rams team that... Uh, certainly uh, is dangerous enough uh, to give us all we can handle. But I think cold weather at Lambeau Field, uh, this is a team, the Packers, coming off a loss. They're going to have their full attention. They know they've got a buy coming up next week. Let's go out there, reclaim uh, our position in the NFC, and uh, take care of business this week. So uh, 27-17 is what I have Packers coming out with a victory. I love it. Great choice. I'll be happy,
1: Wags. I'll be happy with that. I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll tell you what, I think Rodgers is going to come out hot uh, this week. Um, The Rams are going to try to apply pressure. The Rams are going to put up points. The Rams are pretty good. They're going to put up points. Uh, I think the Rams are going to get 28, but it's just not going to be enough against this Packers offense. The Packers are going to score 34 points. Rodgers is going to be commanding uh, uh, of the offense throughout. I think that Aaron Donald will be disruptive, but I don't think that he's going to be the determining factor. Uh, MVS is going to come out and play really well. Devontae is going to play. Um, I'm not sure if we stick to the run as much as we would like, but I do think in the fourth quarter, A.J. Dillon has a chance to clock that ball with a few minutes left, and he just does. He runs through this tired Rams defense. The Packers do enough. The defense does enough. Stafford's good, but he's not perfect. The Packers are opportunistic, but Aaron Rodgers is the story of the game. Rodgers plays one of those games that you really want him to play uh, on a big stage. The Packers head into the bye with another win and in control of the NFC.
0: I really like that pick, Dane. And uh, you know what? If that happens, we'll be 4-0 against the NFC West. Incredible. That is pretty strong uh, before the season. I know I said it last week, too. But uh, this is what's at stake here. And that can definitely—it's still early uh, to be talking playoff seeding. But it's getting there. We're getting into that stretch run. Uh, so if we can take care of business— This week, then it's really uh, a couple of AFC opponents and some divisional games is mostly what we have left on the schedule. So uh, this is uh, a game that could have some implications down the road. Uh, So it would be uh, significant if the Packers are able to take care of business and come out with a victory, uh, go into the bye, rest up, get healthy, et cetera, et cetera. So, Dane, any other closing thoughts here before we sign off for the evening? No, we need the bye. I'm ready for the buy. I think the teams
1: ready for the buy. I don't think they're looking past Sunday by any stretch of the imagination. But these guys are gassed and they're they're banged up. And this is a late buy. I would argue it's too late of a buy. Uh, but I'm I'm excited to to see them play on Sunday. And I'm really excited for them to get some rest because I'm hopeful we get some guys back after the bye week. But let's take care of business on Sunday at home. This home cooking is going to be good, wags.
0: For Sure, uh, and Dane, we might need a buy too. Uh, but, uh, folks, thanks so much for listening along. Share us with a friend, as always, be legendary and go pack. Go, go pack. Go, every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack. Go, ain't show with no mercy cutting, no slack. No, I ain't a bad sport, and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.